Welcome to Podcast Utilities Fortnightly, where we take deep dives into utility regulation and policy. Today, Steve Mitnick takes us through the history of residential electric rates with Alexandra Rebel asking Steve questions. Hey, Steve, how do you track the trends in residential electric rates? I use the Consumer Price Index, the U.S. government's official measurement of inflation in the economy. It takes into account all the goods and services that the American consumer buys, and it rose by 2.3% over the 12 months ending this February. That's a healthy inflationary pace, not too high, not too low. Either extreme isn't that good economically. This official measurement of inflation, affectionately known as the CPI, incorporates the changes in the prices of everything. And I do mean everything, every conceivable category of goods and services. The CPI does give more weight to some price changes and less weight to others. For the stuff that takes up a lot of our money, these categories get weighted more. For example, price changes in medical care services count for over 7% of the CPI. That's a big chunk of inflation's official measurement, but Americans do indeed spend a lot on medical care. On the other hand, postage stamps count for about a tenth of a percent of the CPI, a tiny sliver of the overall pie. If the Postal Service raises the price of a stamp, this will move the CPI, but by very little. Aside from the prices of medical care services and postage stamps, there are numerous other components of the CPI. Of special interest to us is the electricity service component. In our industry, these prices are commonly referred to as residential electric rates. What weight does the CPI give to electricity? The price of electricity service is assigned a weight of almost 2.5% of the CPI. That's far less than the weight for medical care services and far more than for postage stamps. The weighting for electricity service reflects its unique place in the spending pattern patterns of consumers. Virtually all households purchase electricity service every month. Whereas for most other things we buy, such as used cars and trucks or college tuition and fees, it's not the case that virtually all households make a purchase every month. So how have electricity rates been doing according to the CPI? As we said, the CPI rose by 2.3% during the 12 months ending this February. What did the CPI's electricity service component do in that same time period? Well, the average price of electricity service rose by 0.6%, or approximately one-fourth of the amount of the CPI. 0.6% is divided by 2.3%, equaling slightly over one-fourth. This means that since February of 2019, residential electric rates have increased one-fourth as fast as inflation. That's a real big deal. I'll explain this pun. Because there's inflation in the economy, to accurately represent what's going on with any particular consumer prices, including residential electric rates, 
you must compare their trend with inflation's trend. If the price of beef and veal, for instance, which has a weight of almost half a percent of the CPI, increased by a certain percentage and inflation rose by an identical percentage, then the price of beef and veal didn't increase at all in, quote, real terms. Sure, how much money you must shell out at the supermarket for beef and veal is higher per pound now than 12 months earlier. But the prices of most everything we buy are constantly rising, except during weird economic conditions. Indeed, the money we have to buy goods and services are constantly rising. On average, growing income inequality is masked by this averaging. Give us an example. To illustrate this point, as we said, the CPI rose 2.3% over the last 12 months, but average weekly earnings rose faster than that pace of inflation. Earnings rose 3% over that same time period. Translation, the average American pays higher prices for stuff, but has even more money to do so. So go ahead, feel disappointed or even resentful that you're being charged more for a pound of beef and veal. But please keep in mind that the increase is in line with the prices of everything else in our economy, including the price for your labor. Feeling a little better now? Yes, I do feel a little better. But before the last 12 months, how have electric rates behaved? The U.S. government has been publishing each month the CPI for over a century since 1913. And it's been publishing the electricity service component since that same year, 1913, though annually at first. In 1918, this went to semi-annually, and then in 1921, this went to quarterly. Monthly reporting of the electricity service component finally commenced in 1941, but then this was reverted to quarterly in 1947 through 1951, and then became monthly again for good in 1952, which, coincidentally or not, was the year I was born. In the 1950s, the prices of electricity service generally rose gently in lockstep with the CPI. In the 1960s, electricity prices hardly rose at all, while the CPI rose a bit faster than in the 50s. In the 1970s, electricity prices rose significantly, though not by as much as the CPI, which really shot up in the 70s. But in the early 1980s, both electricity prices and the CPI increased big time. Still, after all of this, the rise in electricity prices hadn't kept pace with the rise in the CPI. In real terms, electricity was less expensive in 1984 than it had been in 1952. This favorable trend was appreciated by few, no doubt, and likely by none of the electricity industry's many critics, since electric rates were constantly moving upwards in the years leading up to 1984. That takes us to 1984. What about after 1984? The mid-1980s happened. 
They were an especially important point in time in the history of electric rates because electricity has never been more expensive per kilowatt hour than in 1985 and 1986 in real terms, that is adjusting for inflation, going all the way back to the 50s. In the three and a half decades since the mid-80s up to today, real electric electricity service prices have experienced a remarkable fall by nearly one-fifth. What happened to electric rates during these last three and a half decades turns out to be the subject of our next podcast in this series. We hope you enjoyed this first history of residential electric rates with more to come on this subject in the next weeks. This podcast is a service of Lines Up Inc., publisher of Public Utilities Fortnightly.